Hey there everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well today. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you're having a happy Monday. I hope you're you know, meeting Monday with a sense of presence, acceptance, and compassion, and that this is uh, allowing you to live Monday in a place of, of well-being and, and patience and, and optimism and all the things that we need on Monday morning. And if it's not, then then try to, to, to tell you, to ask yourself, are you living with presence? Meaning, are you really dwelling in what's happening right now? Are you accepting the things that are that are arising? Are you accepting the fact that you may be a little tired? Are you accepting the fact that you'd rather be home on the weekend again and doing something fun with your family or even mowing the lawn, you know? And are you allowing your heart to feel compassion? And I guarantee you that if you, if you ask yourself those questions and you find that one of those answers is no, that you're not living in the presence and you're not accepting what is happening and you're not you know, leading yourself with compassion, then when you change that, it's going to improve. I promise you that. that that's the key and I promise you it will help. Now, this brings me to a, a, a subject I talk about a lot, right, which is fear, right? Now, uh, as I've talked about, you know, if we take all of the possible emotions that we can feel, and really our emotions are there to, to motivate us, right? Our emotions are either motivating towards something that we want or away from something that we don't want, right? Which means that if you take every emotion that you can possibly feel and you create one division, right, then everything on the negative side of that, of that division, that's not to say negative as in bad, but negative more in the sense of a, uh, a negative polarity, right, of electricity or magnetics or something, right, so, so something that is on the negative charge of our emotions, right, those things that motivate us away from things are all gonna be rooted in fear, okay, anger, jealousy, um, envy, uh, grief, um, you know, any of the negative emotions we might feel are going to be rooted in fear. Whereas any of the positive emotions we feel, those emotions that are in the positive pol polarity, right? Not good, not, not the opposite of bad, but, but the positive polarity, the things that are attracting us, the things that are motivating towards us, us towards what we want are all going to be rooted in love, right? So therefore the basic division of all of our emotions is fear or love. Now, a lot of times I talk about, and, and you know, um, you know, I was recently listening to a podcast where the host was saying that, you know, spiritual people, I don't consider myself especially spiritual. Most of my work is, is very rooted in scientific evidence, you know, but of course, spirituality does enter in what I do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to be shunned, you know, spirituality or anything like that. But I don't approach this, this uh, you know, these topics and this subject matter from a, a place of a, of a religion or, a, you know, or a spiritual practice, even though the spiritual practice does in sort of enmesh in what I do, right? But this this podcast host said that, that spiritual people are always telling you to choose love over fear, right? And I don't know that I really agree with that. You know, I don't know if maybe people are saying that and he's heard that, whatever, but but I don't feel that it's, it's a question of necessarily, you know, avoiding fear, right? Or shunning fear or being afraid of fear. What I believe is that it's, it's understanding fear and all of the emotions that blossom from fear to, you know, and to allow them in that understanding to do what they're supposed to do, right? Which is to, you know, kind of, you know, call our attention or, or, or again, motivate us away from something that is 
potentially harmful, right? So, and what this means though is that, you know, a lot of times in my past, right, when I used to be a corporate guy and, and I used to, you know, uh, even after I got out of corporate America and I became a parent, you know, um, a lot of my life was, was, not, was it, not only was it motivated by fear, right, but I let fear be sort of the overarching emotion that I was feeling, right? I allowed myself to really pay attention to the fear in a, a, a sort of, um, you know, unbalanced way, right? So, so in other words, you know, there's, a, a, there's a, a, a saying that I talk about a lot, a concept in this work, right? Which is that where our attention goes, our energy flows. So if you are, you know, consciously or subconsciously even, but repetitively, you know, engaging in the fear for the sake of fear, right? Like in other words, automatic fear. In other words, um, you know, unquestioning fear. If you're, if you're allowing yourself to sort of be motivated by fear without questioning it, without challenging it, then fear is going to become your natural sort of um, default, right? And that's what I talk about here in this podcast and in my work with my clients, because so often, as was the case with me, you know, we allow this fear to go unchecked. We allow it to be unchallenged. We allow it to just be the normal, right? And, and for me, it was all the time, right? When my phone would ring, I would be afraid. Like, what is on the other end of that phone? What, what bad news is this gonna be? Right. And, and this was also, this became true. As I said, that was, you know, in my corporate world, right. When, you know, emails and, and phone calls and just going into work every day, I was just assuming like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen to me today? Right. And this of course gets you into a place of stress and, and distress and, and, you know, and, and, and unhealthy, you know, body, mind, spirit, you know, everything. Right. And this happened also when I was a parent, right? When I became a parent, I was, I was always afraid of what are my actions going to do negatively to my children? How am I going to negatively impact through my action or inaction? Right, and when we operate from that place again, that's when we get into survival mode. Right, we're, we're afraid of of making a mistake, so therefore we're going to be very conservative. We're going to be very, uh, um, you know, limiting in our in our thought process and in our creativity. Right, in fact, we're going to be anti-creative. We're going to be very, very, you know, creative is kind of the opposite of conservative. Right, creative is liberal. It's 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 letting things flow. Right, whereas you know when we're afraid that our actions or inactions are going to cause harm, then we are very likely to, to block creativity, right? We're very likely to, to take that, you know, safest road that we can find, right? And so when we operate from this place as a habitual, automatic, default mode, well, then every decision we make is, is in the service of that fear. And that's where we get into trouble, right? Now, a lot of times, you know, in fact, in this podcast I was listening to the other day, they were talking about how fear can bring you into the present, right? And I kind of want to argue with that because, you know, fear is always based on the outcome of something, right? When we're afraid of something, we're afraid of what might happen if we do this thing or what might happen if we don't do this thing, right? Take an example of, uh, of walking on an icy path, 
right? So, you know, when, when you feel your feet slip as you're walking across some ice, right? That is, yeah, there is a fear involved, right? And that's sort of an acute fear, but what it becomes is an awareness, right? You know, if we, if we walk across that ice, you know, in fear, that means to me that we're walking across the ice thinking about, you know, oh my gosh, what if I get hurt? What if I fall and I break my, my arm and then I'm not gonna be able to work and then I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills and then I'm not gonna be able to provide for my family and then we're gonna get in all this trouble and this is gonna be a bad thing, right? So like, that's how fear works, right? It brings us into the future and it brings us into the, the what if might happen kind of thing, right? And if we do that while we're walking across an icy path, then we're more likely to actually fall and hurt ourselves because we're not paying attention to the present moment. We're not paying attention to what is happening with our feet on this icy path. So instead, if we, if instead of thinking about these potential outcomes, right, which is the fear that we're feeling, and instead we just kind of you know, maybe transfer the idea of fear into something that is more along the lines of awareness of danger, right? Now we're really paying attention to what we're doing, right? And now we can, you know, bend our, our knees a little bit. We can pitch our body forward a little bit, kind of mimicking a penguin walking, right? Who walks on ice all the time, right? And, and we can then, you know, find our balance and, and skillfully, walk across that ice, right? And not get hurt, right? And so, and at that point, now this is where something really exciting happens, right? That at that point, we might feel so confident in what we're doing that we actually push off and slide on the ice and whoa, that's fun, right? It goes from something that is fear to something that is excitement and fun, right? Because here's the thing, right? I, I used the word distress a few minutes ago. Right, and this is a very, very important um, distinction to understand here, right? That, that the, the, the stress response of our body, right, is, is an elevated heart rate, a, a rise in blood pressure, a respiratory system that's speeded up, and all kinds of other things that are happening in our body. But those are the three basic ones that we can feel, right? We can feel ourselves breathing, we can feel our heart pumping, we can, you know, feel the, the pressure of our body if we're, if we're really attuned to it. I mean, I can feel my blood pressure these days. I wasn't able to do it many, many years ago, but I can now, and so can you with practice. But those feelings, right, that you're feeling in your body when you have that racing heart. And, and another one that comes up is like a fluttering in the stomach, right, because your digestive system shuts down during the stress response. So, so you're gonna feel something in your, in your gut as well, right? But those feelings, the, the heart, the gut, the, the pressure, the, um, the, the breathing, right, the <laughs> excited breathing, right, they, they are exactly the same whether you're feeling anxiety or you're feeling excitement, right? And so what that means though is that, so, so anxiety, right, when we're allowing ourselves to be afraid of the outcome, right? Anxiety is thinking about some things in the future that might happen as a result of, of some action that we're having or some you know, event that's gonna happen, right? But, but it's, again, it's the outcome. It's not the event, it's the outcome of the event, right? And, and so that's anxiety, right? But excitement 
is just dwelling in that that excited feeling. So so the the stress the stress response that that you know blood pressure, heart rate, uh, you know gut feeling, and the and the respiratory you know kind of you know excited breathing, you know when it's in anxiety, that's what we call distress. But when it's in excitement, that's what we call eustress. Right, so when you go on a roller coaster, right, like you're standing there, you know, as as you're making your way up the line to the point where you get on the roller coaster, you're watching it go through circuit after circuit after circuit. You know that the the place is is um, you know inspected. You know that it's it's well maintained. This whole thing. You know that nobody has died on this roller coaster. You can actually watch it happen. You can see, like, okay, yeah, the car never goes flying off the tracks. And so I get bolted in. I know all this stuff coming in. I get bolted into this seat. I feel relatively safe. Now I can just enjoy the excitement of this. But the same thing happens in my body as if, as if I was afraid of something happening. So if I blindfold myself and, or somebody told me like, hey, you're going on this roller coaster. Just yesterday, somebody died on this roller coaster. Let's go on. Let's see how it goes. You know, oh, no, no. Now I'm afraid like something's going to happen that, you know, potentially it could harm me. That could ruin my, my life, you know, just like that icy patch, right? Going from, from walking very trepidously over the icy path because I'm afraid of breaking my arm and, and not being able to work and not be able to live and whatever, you know, I go from that to saying, okay, I can handle this. I feel okay with this. I feel a skill. Now I can have fun with it. Right, so how does this translate into our daily lives, right? Because parenting is not just about walking across uh, icy paths and, and, and going on roller coasters, and neither is any other area of our life except when we're walking on an icy path, right? But so, so how do we do this in our lives or what does this mean to our daily lives? And I'm gonna tell you, okay? When you feel that sense of fear, right? You, you know, the, the, when you, here, here's, you know, let, let's take this a different way. When you feel those feelings in your body, right? When you feel the, the tightness in your chest of the, of the, 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 the breathing, the, 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 I'm sorry, not the tightness, but maybe it's a tightness, but maybe it's also just like a panting, right? Or maybe you feel the pounding of your heart, or maybe you feel the, that, that gut feeling, or maybe you feel just a, a flush and a pressure throughout your, your, you know, your face and your ears. You know, when you, when your blood pressure is raised, you might feel like a little bit flushed, you know? Um, and so when you feel those, those, feelings in your body, those physical sensations, stop for a moment, just pause for a moment and ask yourself, am I afraid of something here? Is this an emotion of fear? What is this emotion of fear trying to tell me, right? Befriend it, you know, be kind of, let it in and, and, you know, instead of saying, don't be afraid, be brave, just you know, muscle through it, right? Because that's when we start to, you know, we live in the stress anyway, right? You can't just switch it off like that, right? So, so instead, ask yourself, what is it that I'm really afraid of, right? So as, as my children are, you know, <laughs> as their room is messy and I walk in there and I get this sense of, of that, that, that distress coming into me, right? I can ask myself, what is it that's af that I'm afraid of right now? And if I answer those questions, I can say to myself, well, I'm afraid that, you know, my children are going to grow up being messy adults. Or maybe I'm afraid of, you know, one of their friends coming over and telling their parents how messy I am. 
You know, maybe I'm afraid of the personal shame that this might bring me. You know, maybe I'm afraid that, you know, that, that, that I'm not doing a good enough job. Maybe I'm afraid that I am somehow failing in some way. And then I can sit there and I can say to my, and I can question that and I can say, well, wait a second, you know, just like watching the roller coaster go, like, you know, my children will have many, many, many years ahead to determine how neat or messy they're going to be, right? Me trying to teach them this lesson now, I can model it for them. I can keep my room clean. I can clean in front of them. I can show them what it means to be clean. Right, but if I try to control them, in all likelihood, it, it could have an adverse effect. It could have the opposite effect. Right? It could, uh, it could, it could make them even more resentful of what I'm trying to teach them. Right? And and if I'm worried about my, you know, friends' parents, I can ask myself, well, what do their rooms look like? You know, is it really true that I would be embarrassed? You know, maybe there, you know, my my friend, my sister, my daughter's friend's rooms look just as bad as mine, maybe worse. I don't know this, right? Again, if I'm watching the roller coaster go around and around and around and around, like, is it reasonable for me to be afraid that, that it might fly off the track? I mean, I just watched it go 10 different times and 10 different times it did exactly the same thing. And I know that people come and inspect it. I know that the place, you know, if, if somebody dies, they're going to go out of business. So it's in their best interest not to let people get hurt on their roller coaster. So the same thing as I'm looking at my, my child's room, if I'm worried about, and again, it's identifying what it is that I'm worried about, right? If I'm worried about the fact that, you know, that, that she's learning uh, uh, bad habits right now that are going to be difficult to break, well, they're not impossible to break, right? And again, like, what do I really have in my power? I can shout at her. I can, I can punish her. I can do any of these things that I feel maybe will help, but will they? Right. Or will that just, you know, kind of cement this, you know, this, uh, you know, kind of animosity that she has for me. And then she's going to try to do the opposite that I of everything I do. Right. So then I'll have to make my house messy to make her want to be clean. Right. There's no logic there. Right. So so logically looking at it, if I just let it go. And now I can not be afraid of that thing anymore. Right. Now I'm not afraid. And now I can still harness this you stress that I'm feeling, right? I can still feel this, this, this beating heart and this, this, you know, pumping lungs and this, this flush of my heart rate and my blood pressure and my, you know, gut and stuff. And I can say, you know what? I'm going to go clean my kitchen. I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to clean my kitchen top to bottom. And I'm going to let her come downstairs and see how much I put into the clean of my kitchen and, and say to, and, you know, let her see me satisfied with what I've done. Let her see my happiness with what I've done, right? Model it for her instead of trying to control her, right? Now, of course, this is just one of a billion different examples that could happen, right? But the idea is to challenge that thing that is making you anxious. Challenge what it is you believe might happen as a result of this thing, right? And challenge it with logic and almost every single time, right? Like going back to my corporate days, not every single phone call was bad news. Not every single email was bad news, right? That was something I was projecting into it. So when I can look at it logically 
and I can see that not every messy room of my child is a necessarily bad thing, right? And the habits that she's developing are breakable, and she's got many, many years to work on this, and it's not all on me right here, right now. And in fact, if I can bring her in and, 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 and be a pleasant and, and happy experience with her, then she is much more likely, logically, to, to come to that place of wanting to clean her room. Right? The other alternative, instead of cleaning my kitchen, I can be like, hey, do you wanna play a game in here? Like, let's play a game. And oh, well, if we're gonna play a game, we just gotta move this stuff out of the way. Let, let me just clean this up for you real quick. And now we can play a game. Look how excited it is now that we, we cleaned up your room a little bit. Look at how much fun we're gonna have, right? And so that's the way that we can challenge that fear and transform it into excitement. And that is how things really get done because now you're thinking creatively. Now you're thinking about different ideas, alternative ideas that, that can flourish and, and you're modeling that creativity for your child and you're modeling the self-worth of that creativity for your child. And that is gonna serve them much, much more than telling them, you gotta clean your room or else you're gonna grow up to be a messy person, <laughs> right? So anyway, I hope you enjoy that. I hope you I hope that uh, lands with you and resonates with you. And if you have any questions, you know, please, if you would like to, to learn more about how this all works, and it does all start with just being aware. It starts with building that awareness of what we're feeling. The more you can do that, the more you have this insight into the 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 root of the fear. And, and then you can challenge it. Without that, you can't really do it, right? Without that, you're stuck in it as opposed to being separate from it and, and being able to then objectively and with non-identification, you're able to, to challenge it, right? So if you want help to develop that, please hit me up. Okay, and again, it doesn't have to just be for parents. I mean, yes, I, I, I focus, most of my work happens with parents, but not all of it. I have plenty of clients who are not parents because it's not about, you know, the way that I approach parenting help is not about telling you how to be a parent, it's how to be a person. You know, because parenting is a natural function of, of our lives. You know, it's something that we've been doing as human beings for hundreds of thousands of years. So, so don't think like, oh, I'm not a parent, so I can't work with art. If you have any questions, if anything I'm talking about here resonates with you and you would like to learn more, then please just send a message, reply to this email, and let's uh, make a comment rather on this, e on this uh, video and let's, uh, let's have a conversation. And let's see if it feels good. And if it feels good, then we can probably make some really important things happen for you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.